Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to episode 50. Yay, I am so excited. We're halfway to 100. Um, Congrats to you for listening along. Congrats to me for getting this far. I can't believe it's start of December. What a crazy 12 months it's been and this podcast has always been around for a year. I'd have to double check but I think my launch date maybe 27th or 22nd of January. So yeah, crazy times. Um, pretty, pretty stoked with the fact that I've launched a podcast and how far we've come. So thank you all to listening, following along, finding me on Instagram, sending me your questions and your DMs. It's yeah, so great to be doing this journey with you all. And we've had some amazing guests over the past 12 months and you should see the people I've got lined up for the next couple months. I'm yeah, super, super excited to be able to share those with you all because I know how much you will love learning and I love learning off them too. And, you know, I feel like I'm kind of just a vessel. My knowledge is so limited compared to all the different people around me as obviously, you know, everyone's got their niche and their different areas. Um, so it's really fun bringing people onto the podcast. We can really upskill these guys and help you educate as well and I just wanted to remind you before we jump into this episode that if you do want to use nutrition which is my area to support your gut or specifically your IBS symptoms as well as refeed your microbiome that you as a valuable podcast listener do get 10% off my nutritional strategies for IBS short course so There are about 10 different uh, little modules in that that look at exercise, diet, supplements for constipation and for loose stools, as well as foods to eat to refeed your microbiome because I find that's one of the biggest issues and I'll chat about that today a bit, but a lot of people can go through, you know, these... um, Some call them like a kill phase, but I more call it a removal phase or reduction. So reducing some of these bacterial overgrowth, but then they don't add in the foods or the fibers to rebuild that microbiome. So for under $27, you can get started in using nutrition to address your constipation and loose stools, as well as get the brands and dosages of supplements that I like to use, which are gonna support your digestive system. So just head to my website, www.sheridandecker.com or the link in my bio on Instagram or the show notes and pop in podcast 10 at the checkout to get your sneaky discount. So today we're talking about will a low FODMAP diet alone heal my gut. Now the reason I just want to chat about this topic today is because I do get a lot of questions about this and I actually got this a lot in the gut health solution so that's actually wrapped up Uh, that first six weeks and I will be launching my next one oh you're twisting my memory here end of February start of March um next year so 2022 so if you're not on the wait list for that please make sure you jump on the wait list because I've already had a few people say count me in count me in I want to be in the next round so that's super exciting and it was such 
amazing group. We had 32, 33 women in the group and it was just phenomenal. Perfect amount. Um, they learnt heaps, they engaged really well. We had a really great vibe in the Facebook group. We had the live calls, which the questions were super interesting because as I said in the call today, it's more than just thinking that you're going to sign up and learn about gut health. What ends up happening is you learn about macros, about blood sugar balance, about food labels, about why you react to certain foods, about how to build a good meal plan, about what other people are eating, recipe sharing, um, probiotics, prebiotics, liver detoxing, why you're bloated, underlying causes, you know, what stool testing is, how to use it, is it right for you, all those kinds of things. So I think that's really important that you remember that when you do a group program, you get so much out of it that as much as I love my one-on-ones, um, the group, you get something really special out of that as well. So I want to touch on this today because a lot of the women kind of played around with a low FODMAP diet in that group. Now, it's not the only way to go but it is an important route if your symptoms are really really severe and you kind of just need to get on top and manage that while you're addressing the root cause so we know that a lot of IBS or irritable bowel syndrome we're going to refer to as IBS is often caused by SIBO so small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which is often when a low FODMAP diet is implemented or if you just have digestive issues and you haven't breath test for SIBO, uh, you often may notice it may help you. But the thing is with SIBO, any time bacterial overgrowth, they do require different treatment strategies and you need to understand why this overgrowth is happening in the first place, as well as treating the bacteria. Because recurrence rates of things like SIBO or what we call LIBO, so large intestinal bacterial overgrowth, Reoccurrence is really, really high and just, you know, for a personal example for that, my gut issues all started when I went overseas. I got gastritis, so I got like a bacterial infection in my gut from um, eating something in Bali. I didn't realise at the time, but I was really bloated and constipated. So with large intestinal overgrowth, um, it's yeah you identify that through your stool testing, whereas your small intestinal overgrowth is a breath test, um, but it is a lot more complex. So it's more than just getting the test done, you want to be able to analyse that data and look into it a bit deeper. And we also you know, know that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO is not really an overgrowth, it's a translocation of that bacteria from the large intestine into the small intestine. So usually you have all that great bacteria in your large colon, um, but in SIBO they have, you know, transferred to that small small intestine, but also your small intestine is supposed to be quite sterile compared to your large intestine. So we'll always look for these underlying causes of SIBO or LIBO, so large intestinal bacterial overgrowth, because we want to know the why. So why is that bacteria moved? Why are they, why do you have those strains of bacteria that are fermenting your food? And like I said, often it comes from food poisoning because you're getting, you know, eating some poorly cooked food because you're getting this ingestion of bacteria. It's not common that it'll just start growing it's got to come from somewhere right so often like I said you travel overseas you get um, food poisoning and often it's after having you know something like this that people go oh I was never the same since or my autoimmune condition started this and this time when I went overseas or I got barley belly or I ate this food in Vietnam I had a client uh, today actually said that she's like oh ever since I went to Vietnam my gut was never the same I you know got a severe food poisoning and I felt so sick and I had gastro and 
since then, you know, like I've had all these gut issues and developed this autoimmune condition and da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, because they embed in your gut and it's really hard to get rid of. Um, so when that happens, when that bacteria overgrows and then we have stress or poor diet or these things that just exacerbate it, then we go, okay, well, how... How we're going to remove this stuff is a low FODMAP diet, you know, going to work alone? Will it starve the bacteria and therefore it'll die off? Very, very rarely. So I've never seen it. Usually you would want to use antimicrobials and a um, quite comprehensive protocol to remove these bacteria. Some people run with the theory that no, you want to feed this bacteria while you kill them. So pull them out of hiding um, and it's more effective at killing them off. But same thing again, I think that would really aggravate your gut. So you need to understand that FODMAPs, which is fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, they group of short chain carbohydrates. So and sugar alcohols so that are found in your grains, some of your grains, your vegetables, legumes, milk, fruit, and sweetened products. So your belly will let you know if you're reacting to them. This is not an immune-based situation. This is not a milk allergy, a lactose allergy. It's about the bacteria. Uh, so you need to go, okay, well, if you follow it strictly for 10 days and you see a drop in your symptoms, then you can suspect, okay, I've got some kind of bacterial overgrowth in my gut um, because there are things after menting in my small intestine and when I remove the foods that typically would get broken down in my small intestines I'm not having any of these issues but like I said you need to get tested for SIBO if you think you have it which is the breath test but you need to understand those underlying causes is it coming because you know you've got poor peristalsis or low stomach acid or poor digestive capacity so these carbs, these high FODMAP carbs are resisting digestion and they're getting poorly absorbed in the small intestine. So these then pass onto the colon and they get fermented by the bacteria. So normally that's quite a beneficial process, but in some individuals, you know, these these carbohydrates will draw water into the colon, which may, you know, give you your loose stools or um, some people, because they're getting fermented, they're producing those gas and they get really bloated and feel awful. So you need to understand there's a couple phases of the low FODMAP diet. Um, and there's a book called The Healthy Gut Flat Stomach, which actually explains an elimination diet really, really well. And it talks about that removal stage, but then reintroducing those foods. Because we can talk about being on a low FODMAP diet, but if you're strictly on it, you're eliminating a lot of foods. And most people I know, most clients I know aren't, are not allergic, it's not the word I'm trying to use, aren't reactive to all the high FODMAP foods. They're only reactive to, you know, a couple, maybe it's just um, lactose, but it's not everything else, you know. So it's not garlic and onions and, you know, sorbitol, mannitol, fructose, all those things as well. So it's understanding what you're reacting to so that, hey, maybe you can eat a pretty diverse diet, but just removing one or two foods for a couple months while you work on your gut healing is going to be a lot better than removing all the foods for a couple months or, you know, worst case scenario, a couple years. So please think about always having an end game with low FODMAP diet. Removing the foods alone is not going to heal your gut, um, but also 
having them from time to time if you're traveling or whatever I don't mind it's more just the fact that I don't want you to feel symptomatic and have stomach cramps in running to the toilet as well so it's understanding where's the happy place between being able to eat those foods and our digestive enzymes helping that or are working on my gut microbiome helping that so short term like I said it can be helpful to find those triggers do 10 days really strict um, and then add them back in and see how you go and what ones you react to use the Monash University app track your symptoms don't do it around a high stress time don't do it when you know you're going to be eating out a lot okay so you don't want to be reducing that diversity in your gut microbiome so bacteria like your bifobacterium by restricting their food source you tend to see lower numbers of these bacteria which are the ones that have a lot of health benefits so maybe if you're traveling or you're quite stressed or PMSing you might want to reduce your FODMAPs if you know you know what ones you react to so that you can make sure you have regular bowel movements and not get too bloated but like I said have a game plan have an exit strategy or be working on your overall gut health just removing those foods isn't enough you need to be working on the repair the removal phases as well so that you can rebalance that microbiome so that you can feel a lot better um, so yeah let me know if you have any questions on the FODMAP diet or on SIBO it is a real complicated topic and area small intestinal bacterial overgrowth is yeah really really in depth um, and I want people to sort of understand that and know that jumping into a FODMAP diet seems so easy and a great place to start in a sense and there's lots of information on Instagram and the net and da 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 da, -da but you need a plan like why am I doing it I, I can't heal my gut by just doing low FODMAP. I also need to either go through a removal protocol or I need to rebuild and repair my good gut flora so that I can tolerate a range of foods again and I can remove that. But think about that. Like a lot of people with IBS do have SIBO. So severe IBS do have that SIBO. And also understanding that, okay, well, if I have that, how am I going to treat it? Okay, so... Yeah, let me know if you have any questions. Please reach out. I hope that was beneficial in just getting your head around the FODMAP diet a little bit more and what it can be linked to. Um, as always, please, yeah, let me know and reach out and please leave me a little rating if you don't mind and a review. I would love that. Otherwise, I will see you on the... I was going to say the Instagram, but that's probably not the right way of saying it. Just like I've been saying the SIBO. I'll see you on Instagram, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. Uh, and yeah, have a lovely day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.